hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Pastor Spencer here with Pastor Mike Brewer. Hey, hey. Hey, so the Super Bowl was this past weekend, this past Sunday. Correct. And uh, I heard through the grapevine, <laughs> which is you. Hey, grapevine. Hmm. That kind of matches what we're talking about later. Well, maybe we'll have a callback. Yeah, we'll get there. Okay. Uh, this, this, this is a future callback. Yeah. Or a past so, so a, time this, travel. This a fu- <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so I heard through the I heard through the grapevine uh, that you missed <laughs> the end the end of the game. I did one of the greatest Super Bowl comebacks in history. I missed everything I really wanted to see. I missed. Yeah. So. So the 49ers are up by 10 points. Mm-hmm. And Patrick Mahomes is like, nah, I'm not going out this way. <laughs> he's like 20, but he's like, I just, this 24. isn't how I'm going out. Okay, okay, real quick, real quick. Patrick Mahomes is 24 years old. I read this tweet. <laughs> I read this tweet from a friend of mine during the game, and he goes, he goes, at age 24, Patrick Mahomes is in the Super Bowl. At age 24, I am eating a piece of cheesecake out of my hand. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> there's there's a certain amount of glamour to both of those. <laughs> that is true. As long as the cheesecake was good. Yeah, I mean, the right piece of cheesecake rivals anything. That is true. That's yeah. true. So anyways, no. So you missed the greatest comeback. One of the greatest comebacks in Super Bowl history. Right. And uh, so for us that live in Cincinnati, we hate the 49ers. You have to mm-hmm. because they beat the Bengals twice. Uh, and and so this was a big deal for yeah. for Kansas City to beat beat the 49ers for us. In Cincinnati, <laughs> and you missed it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you see, well, first I'll just say this. One of the things I love about coming to church at Calvary Alliance is everyone thinks I'm young. So, But the truth is, I was around for the Bengals Were you? in the 80s getting beat twice. That's right. And I remember it, and I'm still not over it. So yeah. so as we as Sunday Sunday night when I'm watching this game and I'm, I'm getting towards – was it probably the end of the third quarters when I stopped? I don't know. When when did the comeback start? Uh, right, yeah, around then. Okay. Fourth quarter. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I've seen this before. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to watch and get upset. So I kind of I kind of developed this rule probably in the early 2000s with the Bengals. Like um, when I was really, I would really get upset if the Bengals were losing or do something stupid, right. which was a lot, even though they had some good years in there and winning records and went to the playoffs right didn't win any games but went i'd started having this rule like if i'm going to get mad about something as unimportant as a football game then i don't need to be watching it yeah if i can't get i can't get that upset about injustices or anything else in the world right then i don't need to be watching it so i thought i'm going to get mad (laughs) about these these 49ers winning so turn it off found something else to do but I'm still not upset that I turned it off, but I would have loved to have seen the 49ers lose. Yeah, man, it was good. It was a, uh, it was, it was a cool ending. I, it was the, it was the most, it was probably one of the best Super Bowls 
that I remember watching in my young life. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, usually there's one team that's always there, and luckily they got knocked off this year. Right. And that's what – generally I don't watch the Super Bowl at all because I'm tired of the same teams being there. And right. this year we got new teams, so right. that You're was talking cool. about the Miami Dolphins? Correct. <laughs> it's usually the Dolphins and the Bengals every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, it was cool seeing Tom Brady in the uh in the whole group of of quarterbacks that they were honoring before the game started. It was cool to see him there just in a suit and tie. Yeah. <laughs> and not <laughs> and not in a uniform. Yeah. I did <laughs> see that that group of quarterbacks and I do have to say even though he caused me a lot of trauma, I still maintain that that uh Joe Montana, yeah, the greatest quarterback in yeah. in modern history. If if you can still call the '80s modern history, <laughs> I do because I'm old. But I still say not Brady, Montana. Yeah, I mean you can't deny Brady is a phenomenal quarterback as much as I hate the Patriots. But at the same time, I, I would agree with you. Yeah, I think Joe Montana is. If there weren't so many asterisks next to that New England team, I know. Then then I think the case could be made that. It'd be Brady, but yeah, too many asterisks. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, they they got busted spying on the Bengals, right? That's like why <laughs> that'd be like. I don't I don't even know what to compare that to. Like <laughs> spying on a little league team. Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Well, anyways, let's get to why we're actually here today, but. Uh, I just thought it was funny that you missed that you missed the end of the Super Bowl. Right, it could have it could have possibly undone some of that trauma. It could have been like therapy for me, yeah. but I missed it. But instead. you missed it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into uh, why we're here today, which is to discuss this uh, this devotion that you wrote. Uh, for those of you that maybe are listening to this for the first time, uh, the the purpose of this podcast is. Uh, for us as as a church, we we go through a reading plan together. Um, we're currently going through the book of Matthew. Uh, those of you reading this week um, should be reading. Those of you that are part of our church and are following the reading plan, we're reading chapters 7 and 8 in Matthew. And uh, Mike writes a devotional each week to go along with uh, a passage in, in whatever chapters we're reading. Uh, this week specifically, he, he wrote on, on Matthew chapter 7, verses 17 and 20. And so we're going to, ha- I'm going to have Mike read the devotion, and then we're going to discuss it a little bit and kind of dive a little deeper into why he wrote what he did and where some of the inspiration came from. And uh, we just hope more than anything that this is just an addition to what you're reading and discussing uh, with the people around you. And so... Um, we hope that this this conversation uh, is is an encouragement to you, uh, possibly challenging, as as what uh, you know Mike writes on today is is actually uh, kind of challenging and slightly confrontational uh, in in nature. And so uh, we hope that that you get something out of this. So Mike, why don't you read uh, what you wrote and then uh, we'll discuss it. Sounds good. All right. Uh, the title is Picking Grapes, and uh, the, the scripture I chose to, to pull a great, from. great title, by the way. Thank you. Picking Grapes. It's, uh, Matthew 7, verses 17 through 20 says, 
And by the way, this is Jesus speaking. By their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Living in the same area for the majority of my life, I often run into people that I went to high school with. Sometimes that's good and sometimes not so much. A lot of times a person will remember me while I have no recollection of them. However, they sure remember me and something stupid I did 30 years ago. Of course they recognized me. They have a memory of me they cannot seem to forget. There certainly wasn't anyone coming to me back then for advice or help. Something that should make us all happy is that a book written about 2,000 years ago is still relevant. Jesus drops some knowledge on this topic. Jesus goes back to using fruit as his example. He asks a simple question. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes? This is so easy to overlook because it seems so simple, but please do not let this pass you by. A comparison is made between a thorn bush and a person who is in a bad place spiritually. That means that if we ever expect to look outside of ourselves and our own needs, we cannot let ourselves become like thorn bushes. This sounds harsh, but Jesus is continually talking about our outward expression. Over and over again, he brings up our spiritual fruit. He also has harsh words for those who bear no fruit. All the way through his death and resurrection, his instruction is to go and be on mission. There is no such thing as a Christian who isn't called. Yes, this is hard, and yes, it's personal, but it is part of who Jesus is. Consider one last thought. The next time someone comes to us needing to pick grapes, in other words, someone who needs our help or spiritual direction, will we even have grapes to give them? where we just draw blood like a thorn would. That's so good, man. It uh they, there are a, a handful of things that that really kind of caught my attention uh as I read through this before the podcast and and again as you were reading it now. But what I want to do is is start by just asking your your initial thoughts on why you wrote what you did and kind of where some of the inspiration came from. Yeah, because it, it it hit me because it's it's personal for me. Uh, that that opening paragraph I use when I talk about people recognizing me that I don't necessarily recognize and and uh, recognizing me for something unflattering uh, while they're laughing and having a good time because I remember how funny something was or or or, or whatever. Um, I can look back and I can see how just so far away spiritually I was from wherever I should have been. Yeah. And so far away from wherever I needed to be for people that came into my life. Yeah. And since then, for most of, you know, part, we'll say part, I don't want to say most, but that's something I've tried to correct, even though my personality is naturally, I don't know, a lot of people would say a lot of different things, but sarcastic, (laughs) uh, sometimes cutting, you know, just... Just not the not the most supportive or um or uh I don't know what the word caring inviting those kind yeah, of things yeah. so so those are the things that that I've strived to change about myself when I read this 
and I and I put it in the perspective of picking grapes. Like somebody could come to me and need something, and that I need to be the person that they need right then. Right. And I need to at least be available, and not a sarcastic jerk. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then you know from there it was just a matter of well well why do I need to be that person what you know what is Jesus expecting um, is there is there ever a reason why I shouldn't be that kind of that kind of person and then that's that's where the the rest of it came yeah that's so good and I think I love the fact that you kind of drew from personal experience or draw drew us as the readers into that place f- uh, for you personally because I think we've all been there there's there's been moments in all of our life before we even get to the spiritual side of this there's been moments in all of our lives where we've been approached by friends, family, whoever uh in need of something and and we can probably say we can probably make a definite uh answer that I was in the right place to give them what they needed or I wasn't and we as as Christians now to kind of to turn this spiritually back to the passage you know we as Christians we as followers of Jesus have been have been given a call to continue to grow spiritually ourselves so that we can be available to those around us for their needs and and that's one that is whether it's a spiritual need whether it's an advice or discernment on something spiritual or it's as simple as as service, you know, humility towards uh, uh, being able to to serve those around us or, or put the, the needs of somebody else above our own, which is a spiritual fruit, which is, you know, comes from spiritual intimacy with Christ. And and I just felt like this immediately drew me to, to moments in my life where I... I needed to be available and I wasn't and I needed to be, uh, I needed to be there for somebody and I wasn't. And it's hard when, when those moments were, were, you know, specific enough where they actually came to me for something and I wasn't able to provide. Uh, and that sucks. It sucks to think back on that. And it's, I mean, it's, it's it's hard to say to to compare myself then in this passage uh, a recognition that I was like a thorn bush you know I was at that point doing more harm than good or potentially doing more harm than good because I wasn't available yeah and i and i you you don't picture it you see yourself doing it but when you see jesus you don't ever see someone walking up and getting pricked right because jesus snap back or wasn't in a good place. He right. was always there for the poor in spirit. Right. He was always there for people. So it's just a it's just one of those things like no matter what that's the place we need to strive to be. Is that right. place where we're we're like Jesus and we're we're like having fruit for somebody when they need it. And I like that you put it that way too, strive because uh I mean, come on, we're human. We're not Jesus. We're not perfect. So so there are going to be moments when we don't have uh, or can't meet the need of, of whatever's being asked of us. Um, but that's the beauty of, of, that's the beauty of what Jesus wrote in or said 
uh, in John, what's recorded in John 15, a very similar passage to this where he says, remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, you'll bear good fruit. That's the beauty of what he's saying there is like, uh, we need to continue to stay close to Jesus. We need to continue to to grow in that inti- intimacy and in that relationship with him so that we can be as available as possible, so that we can be as ready as possible, that when people may need something from us, uh, we can provide it, or we can at least try. Um, and I just think that's that's good. Another another way that I didn't, I didn't really write on this, but when you think about a church, like let's just think about Calvary Alliance Church. When we want to be who God has said has told us to be, right? We want to be on mission. We want to be seeking the lost. We want to be helping the poor. Um, this is something we need to be. We can't walk into situations where people who don't know Jesus are coming to us and be a thorn bush, right? Right. Um, Pastor Brian. Uh, in a uh, in a recent message, had a quote, and I'll probably mess it up, but he he said the key to church growth, and he wasn't just talking about numbers; he was talking about spiritual growth as well, is creating healthy sheep because healthy sheep reproduce. Wow. Yeah. So um, if if we're thorn bushes, right, we're not reproducing, right. And if we are re- reproducing anything, it's other thorn bushes. Right. So, it's bad stuff. Yeah, yeah. Bad behavior tends to breed other more bad behavior. Right. Right. So so just as a church from a from a growth standpoint, numbers and spiritual growth, uh evangelization, spiritual growth, we can't be thorn bushes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And I love you, you kind of mentioned it here just a second ago. You said uh you're talking about uh being on mission and calling you wrote. I love what you wrote. There is no such thing as a Christian who isn't called. We talk so much in church about finding your calling, go after your calling, seek God for your calling. And, uh, and I do think that there are, there, there are kind of two ways to look at this. One, I do think there are specific things that God, you know, in his will lay out for us individually. You know, I do think that there are jobs that he has for us that he doesn't have for other people. Well, you know, whatever the case may be, I think there are things that are specific, unique to us as individuals. But bigger than that, greater than that, is this is this unified calling that we all have as Christians to go be his love and light in the community around us. And and so if you are, those of you listening, if you are are, are trying to figure out what your calling is, realize that you have that we all share the same calling, this big calling that God has, has given us to go and be uh, his love and light to the people around us, period. I mean, that's in and of itself. That's And so this, so drawing it back to then this passage, I, th- I love that, that you pulled that out because if we are, are to be the love and light of Christ everywhere we go, recognizing that calling on our life, you know, we have to be prepared. Uh, we have to be a, in relationship with Christ so that we can be available and open to help uh, when needed. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and I'm going to go ahead and, and say spoiler alert now. <laughs> so if you've not read the book of Matthew before and you want to be surprised, put your earmuffs on. But in the book of Matthew, Jesus said, Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations. Right. 
So Jesus' greatest, the great commission, the biggest thing he ever said to his disciples was go. Right. In other words, be on mission. It wasn't a go for a half hour. It wasn't a go on Sunday mornings only. It wasn't a go once or twice a week when you feel led. Right. It was go. Right. It was this perpetual state of being. Yeah. The state of the state of go, we'll call it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. No, I, I think you're exactly right. You know, this is a, uh, being a follower of Jesus is a lifestyle. This isn't, you know, a, a one moment of salvation and then you can go on and live the rest of your life however you want. You know, he calls us to live a certain way. He calls us to, to consistently go and be on mission uh, for him to, to spread his, his, the gospel, his love, uh, and his, uh, you know, his, the message of salvation and the message of hope uh, to a, a world that desperately needs to hear it. He's given that to us. He's given that call to us to go. And uh, you're right. It's not when you feel like it. It's not, you know, go. <laughs> I like that you said that. Just go to church on Sunday morning. No, this is a, a 24-7 go. And, and let us not be, let us not be scared of that too. I mean, sometimes when, like when we're here saying, go, 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 Jesus called us to go. We're like, I'm tired. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't feel <laughs> like going right now. Like I, my life's been busy. God's been bringing me through some stuff that's hard. Like I don't, we get it. Like, yes, that is a part of it. But, but I think, uh, I think when, when you're close to Jesus, when you have intimacy with Jesus, in the midst of whatever he's carrying you through personally, you can find rest, you can find comfort, so that you're aware of these go moments, right? You can be aware of what's going on around you, the moments where you need to to kind of be on, in that place of mission to, uh, to be available to the needs of, of what's around you. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, one last thought before we get to the action and prayer. Uh, I highlighted this in, and this, this may be a stretch, um, but to kind of take it back, you said uh, in, in your thing, a comparison is made here between a thorn bush and a person who is in a bad place spiritually. Um, this may be a stretch, but when Jesus died or when Jesus was was crucified when he was placed on the cross there was a crown of thorns placed on his head and that crown of thorns was meant to to draw blood to hurt to be painful to be uncomfortable uh just an added element to to what he was already experiencing through the crucifixion Mm, yeah and i wonder if that comparison there is a recognition for us as christians that like not only do we not want to be thorn bushes, but like we don't want to be in a place where we are causing pain, right, to this to Jesus for the way that we're living, to the to the actions that we're making, to the fact that He went to the cross to provide freedom for us, to provide opportunity for relationship with His good heavenly Father. You're a good, good Father. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and so, so us, you know, not living the way he's called us to live as followers of him, you know, in a sense, 
as thorn branches, as thorn bushes, uh, could be a representation of, of the thorns that were placed on his head. Uh, and, and almost just as like a visual reminder that like, at least for me and kind of what I'm taking, this is all, <laughs> I'm literally just thinking of all of this on the spot. So hopefully this makes sense. But as a visual reminder that I don't want to be one of those thorns, you know, placed on his head to cause that, that added unnecessary pain. It doesn't sound like, doesn't sound like a big stretch. It's pretty heavy. Um, Yeah. I don't even know what to say to that other than it, it, Think about that. Write another devotional. A new devotional. Okay, yeah, exactly. We'll come back tomorrow. Make another podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, anyways, I just I don't know. I was just thinking about that, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to uh, leave this this space without without sharing that because that was kind of on my mind. Um, but yeah, fantastic. All right. So the the final the way, the way that we close out this podcast is. Uh, at the end of each devotional that Mike writes, he, he leaves us with an action and a prayer. And his action this week was, consider where you are when it comes to your spiritual health. And if someone came to you right now, would you be a grape or a thorn? Would you be able to help or would you you know, be in a, in a, in a, a, a place where you couldn't provide help? Uh, thoughts on just that, that action, where that came from? I I uh I liked what I wrote there uh not just because I wrote it but um it's just next week's episode's on pride <laughs> it's just a just it's easy for me to to look at that action and one make myself sit in it and right. consider it and two it's easy to ask yourself am I a grape or am I a thorn right what am I going to be today a grape or a thorn yeah so thorn doesn't number one thorn doesn't sound half as fun as grapes anyways <laughs> So, yeah, that's that's it. Just uh, this is something that that's worth it's worth taking the time to sit in. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's good. Uh, and then the prayer, you say, thank God for his word and direction. Ask God to show you the parts of your spiritual walk that need submitted to him. Uh, so as we close, Mike, would you just pray that prayer over us? Today? Yes. Yeah. God, thank you. Uh for who you are. Thank you for your word. Thank you that you came down uh, to walk among us and show us the way and give us real instruction. Uh, Not just because you needed to, but because you love us. Uh, God, I ask too that just as a church, you show us what's going on in our spiritual walk. Where can we change what we're doing? Where Show us the areas where we can submit to you and show us the areas where we need you so that we can be grapes and not thorns so that we can be the spiritual fruit we need to be and not a thorn bush that draws blood so god thank you for this time thank you for calvary alliance church and uh i pray this in jesus name amen amen well thanks again mike for what you wrote uh we hope that that those of you listening, those of you that have read this uh, devotional, that this was encouraging, again, maybe challenging, thought-provoking. Uh, we just want this to be, uh, uh, again, just an added element to what what Jesus is already speaking to you as you read and what you're discussing uh, with those around you, whether it's a small group, 
family, uh, neighbors, whoever it may be. Uh, if you want access to this devotional uh, to download or to, to read on your own, you can find that at our website um, at calvarylinechurch.org. Uh, there's a, a devotionals page there that you can, can uh, download these uh, devotionals. We thank you for listening. Uh, thank you again, Mike, for being here and sharing with us uh, your thoughts on this. And uh, we will talk with you guys next time. Bye.